Good morning. This is Tom Dunlap from the Black Letter Podcast, and you're listening to our Monday Minutes. Let's get started. Today, we're going to talk briefly about a new case the Supreme Court's going to tackle involving patent enablement in a case brought by Amgen. Amgen has asked the Supreme Court to reconsider how much a patent has to disclose to meet something called an enablement requirement. So first, briefly, before diving into the case, what is enablement? Well, when you file a patent, which of course is filed with the United States Patent and Trademark Office, you're requesting protection, a monopoly on your invention, your new uh, idea. Every invention has to be what's called enabled. And that enablement requirement specifically is aimed at making sure that the invention you're claiming is described in sufficient detail so that a, quote, person of skill in the art or somebody who's familiar with the technology will understand how to make and use what's been claimed in the patent. In other words, that the patent can be done. So if I were to file a patent, for example, for a fusion rocket, I need to be able to describe how to do that in a patent application. This is the first case since 2014 or so, or 2015, we're talking about the Teva case, uh, and the case prior to that, the Nautilus case, that the Supreme Court has investigated anything involving Section 112 of the Patent Act. In this case, there are two claims for Amgen patents for its cholesterol medication called Repatha that um, the Federal Circuit found didn't meet the enablement requirements. In other words, they didn't disclose enough information in the patents for somebody skilled in the art to be able to do certain things, in other words, to make or use the claimed cholesterol patents. The challengers in this case, Sanofi being one of them and Regeneron, have claimed that Amgen's patents are specifically invalid because they can't claim ownership over things, more things than they've actually given examples of. So in biotechnology, this is a huge deal. Amgen argues that the antibodies should be claimed by their function, generally, which in this case is binding to something called a P- CSK9 protein, and Sanofi and Regeneron argue that you're limited to the examples you've provided of that actual binding. So it'll be interesting to see what the Supreme Court does here. It's, it will be a big case one way or the other, however it's decided. The two political sides of the case, or not political, but the two kind of legal sides of the case, Amgen argues on the one hand that patents need detail and they understand enablement's required, but being able to pin down the millions and millions of different kinds of things you can do uh, inside of a patent application are impractical, and it will discourage people in the biotech industry from filing patents and inventing more things, whereas representatives for Regeneron, uh, whom Sanofi deferred to, said it's been their, their longstanding understanding that all of the asserted, asserted patent claims are invalid. They didn't take a, a broader political stance on the value of the Supreme Court's opinion here, except to say that they would like the pal- patents to remain invalid so they could continue selling their products, which would infringe upon the patents if valid. So stay tuned. Let's see where this section 112 ruling by the Supreme Court comes out and how it affects what we do in the patent world. It will certainly affect how patents are prosecuted in the future. If the Supreme Court requires more detail, we're going to start seeing longer patent applications. Thanks for listening to this Black Letter Podcast Monday Morning Minute. <music> 